Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Just spent a few hours lying down, watched a little TV, watched a really good movie. And so after that, after being sort of, you know, again, just lying down, chilling out for a few hours, I just had to move. And so it was about, what time was it when I left? The sun was still slightly up. I think it was like 8.45. And so I decided to take a walk because I hadn't been out since I went to the beach earlier and I didn't make my normal pilgrimage down to the beach to meditate. So I was kind of thinking I was just going to stay in all night because I was just feeling, I just wanted to hide out. And there were a couple reasons for that. One is just the mental space I was in. I just, I just kind of wanted to, again, hide out and be in my own space and not have to interact with anyone, even if that, even if that just meant saying hello. And an extension of that is, I think I finally reached that point of being in a small town, or in this case, a small village, where you know everyone, and of course I don't know everyone, but sort of metaphorically, right? A lot of people, even if it's just to say hello to the neighbors, like I knew the neighbors were going to be congregated in the, in the alleyway, and I just didn't feel like interacting, even saying hello. I just, I just didn't want to have to interact with another human just because of the space I was in. And then I didn't want to see people when I got into the center of town, and I didn't want to, and so I think I just hit that point that people who grew up in small towns often talk about how everyone knows your business, and sometimes that can be really suffocating. So again, even though my relationships here are not that deep, because I haven't been here that long, as I've talked about a lot, you know, I have developed some some nice friendships with, with quite a few people here. And I have exchanges with a lot of people here that I don't even, you know, necessarily, again, know. So I just didn't feel like it. I just didn't want to have any human interaction this evening. But that changed when I got antsy and just realized that I really needed to move. And like I said, it was 8.45. The sun was still just a little bit up. So I thought, I'm just going to take a walk. So I went out. No one was in the alley, which was great. Walked down into town. Didn't see anybody I know, which was great. So clearly, in this case, my fears were totally unwarranted. Not fears. Fears is too strong a word. My concerns. And then I decided to do something that I was not planning on doing at all, and I've never done, which was by the time I went through this, the center of the village, went around the bend, got to the, the sort of edge of town, the sun had pretty much gone down. Then I came upon the forest that leads to the beach where I normally go every day. And by now it was dark. The moon was out. And um, I have never or had never walked through that forest in the dark. And of course, minute by minute, it's just getting darker because now the sun has really set. And I just thought, you know what? There's, there's really nothing to fear here. To the contrary, I think it will be a really nice experience to be in the dark, in the forest, on this road. Of course, I had my phone, so there's a flashlight on the phone, if anything, if I you know, had need of it. So I walked right into the, the dark forest canopy, gravel crunching under my feet. I love that sound. I love that feel of gravel under my feet. I could see in a way that I haven't seen thus far the lights 
on the other side of the water because even when I'm in the forest, there's not much of a there's not much undergrowth in the forest. So I could see through the trees, through the canopy, or not through the canopy, but through the trunks. I could see the other side of the water, the mainland, and it was just lit up with all the little I don't know if they're villages or just developments or whatever. You know, the lights reflected on the water. As always, it smelled really strongly of pine. And I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, the Mediterranean pines, they just have such a sweet, just delicious smell. And I absolutely love it. The cicadas, of course, were going at it because they're never not going at it. It's incredible that they can just go on and on and on and on. Um, but again, a quintessential sort of sound that I associate with being here and with the Mediterranean. So I really like that. The moon is half full right now, almost exactly half full. And there was this really big planet glowing next to it that's not usually there. And I do not know much about astronomy, so I'm not sure which planet that was, but it was just really distinctive. So the moonlight helped a lot as I walked on the gravel road in the dark. And it didn't take long for my eyes to adjust, so I didn't, I didn't use my, my flashlight. Went down to the beach just for a second, and I was going to meditate, but there were a couple small fishermen or small boats with fishermen on them right in the cove. And they were talking, and of course, with nothing else going on and almost no wind, the sound just carried. So I realized, all right, not going to meditate here. So I decided to walk all the way to the neighboring village, which just walking through the forest in the moonlight, it was just, it was just wonderful. Got to the, got to the neighboring village. And, you know, I've never been there on a Friday or Saturday night. And so it was a Friday night, and let me tell you, it was hopping. Compared to the little village where I'm staying, I don't know if it's maybe, let's say, five times bigger, insofar as like the number of restaurants and the number of people, much more of a scene. Mostly families, when I say scene, I mean, just, just families are out and some couples out and things like that. Lots of kids. So I did not stay long. I listened to all the 80s tunes playing on the radio. It was funny, just one place after another. It was like Peter Gabriel, and then Tina Turner. And then I don't remember who else, but clearly 80s is the soundtrack of the summer here, which I am, that works for me. But yeah, cotton candy was for sale, popcorn was, popcorn was for sale. It was just a very festive sort of summertime environment and lots of people. And I turned around and got the hell out of there. When I made my way back, I, was, I really wanted some wine because I was really hungry. And I knew that when I got back here, I was going to eat um, some cheese and bread and some nuts. So just wine just felt like that was going to complement it really well. And I just just decided I wanted some wine. But I didn't think I was going to be able to get any because the supermarket closes at 10. And I just didn't think I was going to make it back. And I, wasn't, I didn't want to rush. I just wanted to enjoy my walk. So I didn't rush. But I got back into the village and I looked at my phone and it was only like 3 till 10. And I could see the supermarket on the other side of the marina. So I thought, oh, I think, I think maybe I'm going to make it. So I went around. I made the big U through the restaurants, along the water with all the boats, people on the boats, people having dinner, rounded the U, and then the church bells started ringing 10 o'clock. And I was like, Ugh, I, maybe I'm not going to make it after all. So I did pick up my pace a little bit, and I walk inside. Cervantes was at the cash register, and I said, hey you know, is it, are you still open? He's like, uh, kind of gave me this look like, no, not really, but I'm not going to tell you no. Well, the wine is right next to the cash register. So I grabbed a bottle and I said, can I please just buy this really quickly? And so, of course, he's a really nice guy, really sweet guy. And so he let me buy my wine. Mission unexpectedly accomplished. A 
a lovely ending to an equally unexpected Friday night out on the town. Mildly blown away as I was sitting at my table today, going about my business, I was writing, when this group of kids in bathing suits, dripping wet, they'd obviously been in the water, I don't know, like three or four little girls, I think it was just one guy, a little older, but again, I mean, they weren't even teenagers. They all came up and they were talking Croatian, so of course I couldn't understand anything, but they were really cute, and it was obvious that they weren't allowed in, like they knew that they weren't allowed into the cafe dripping wet. They kept kind of doing this thing where they started to get on the terrace and then they would stop themselves. But for some reason, they really wanted to go inside. And I, of course, couldn't understand. So I didn't I didn't know what the thing, the, the deal was. But they were really conflicted. But they also knew that there was a line they were not supposed to cross. So I was just kind of enjoying whatever was going on. And then I hear, what did I hear? I guess I must have heard Mama or something like that. Somehow I knew that the, that the word mom was used. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I knew that that's what was going on. Then one of the other, and one of the girls had said that. Then one of the other women, not women, one of the other girls said the name of the server, the woman who gives me, brings my, my coffee every day and then I have nice interactions with every day, even though she doesn't really speak English. And then one of the girls runs in, the first one who had said mama. And then I realize, oh my God, that little girl is the daughter of my server. Now, you're like, well, why is that an oh my God sort of thing? It's an oh my God sort of thing because I've just been assuming, like if you had asked me, I would have assumed that my server was in her early 20s. I just cannot tell people's ages. It just gets more and more confusing. And so when I was done with my, done working, went in to pay my bill, and I said to the server, I said, was that your daughter? And it took her a second to realize what I was saying. And then she said, you know, yes, my girl. And I was like, oh, my God. And so then I said, well, how old? And she's eight. So it just kind of blew me away. Like I said, I just, I just find it so hard to get a sense for how old people are. Once again, it's just, it's just interesting how people and their stories, what they've really got going on behind the scenes that you can't even suspect how it can be just so much more different, again, than you, than you might suspect. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.